Hey. Now we're recording. That thing needs to be in front of the mic. There you go. Um, the the woman who played Jill was twelve during that episode. Huh. Well, she looked more like she was, you know, sixteen or seventeen. Is your mic on? Yep. What the hell? Hey, hey, hey. Okay, there you are. I think. Tell everybody what episode we're on. Was it? Uh, it's episode eight, season one. There we go. Kazakaz, Kazakazmi, Kamikaze, Kamikaze, Kamikaze Kid, Kamikaze Kid. Um, I'm. We were having some audio issues there, so for anybody who didn't hear that, Scott Bakula kissed a child, and it it wasn't it wasn't creepy. How old are you? It was cute. How old are you? For uh, forty-four. Okay, could you kiss a twelve-year-old and not be weird? Well, I mean, he didn't slip her the tongue. He just <laughs> went. He just was her her first kiss. All right, fair enough. So, what were your thoughts on this episode? I'd say this is one of my favorites. Um, goes back to you know pretty cool time in American history. Um, you have the hot rods and uh, some of the gangs were kind of a little much. Um, but, the racism. You know, the car races are cool. Hollywood does love laughing gas or nitrous, you know, going in your car because it's still in today's TV. Yeah, that's true. I think that's just what Dom's blood is made out of in Fast and Furious. He's like, I pissed into the car and it kept going. I, well, how old was Cheryl supposed to be in this episode? Just getting out of, she just graduated. Her and Bob just graduated high school. She looks like she's 28. And Bob looks like he's like 35. <laughs> but it, it is pretty cool. Um, the, her, Cheryl wanting to answer President uh Kennedy's calls serve in the Peace Corps. Did you know she cool. would have she would have been I was look I was reading online that she would have been one of the first people in the Peace Corps because mm-hmm. it was only started Well this is what, 1961? Yeah. So it would have been started earlier that year. Right. And uh JFK he was responsible for starting that for America and it's still going strong today. Uh <coughs> I do know that the Peace Corps is one of the only things that the CIA is not allowed to use as a cover. It's in media, religious uh, figures, and the Peace Corps because they th- they say that that has to stay uh, out of espionage and that they need to right. remain pure and alone. Absolutely, and I he, agree with that. <laughs> Sam's kind of bitter. He's got a little bit of an attitude at the beginning of the episode. Well, it's I don't because know if it hits that leap so close hurt. to home. But, oh, yeah. But he even seems a little bit irritated with Al uh, even before he learns that Bob's well, beaten his Cheryl. But you got to think about it. Sam, Sam come from a, you know, a farm, a farming community, and this was probably the life that he wanted to have. And oh, right. 
was uh <sighs> stop flashing him <laughs> never uh, oh my god I that have... was probably you know what kids dreamed of wanted to be the the cool guy with the hot rod and the pretty girl and you know so yeah he 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 was probably a little better because you know seeing that and you know it was probably kind of his self-esteem probably wasn't the best thinking that he could pull something like that off now a lot of people would turn to this episode and say that al was creepy which he was but I don't even at the time I don't think anybody but Dean Stockwell could have said that stuff without it coming across perverted because Al said it and and you know that he's came to watch the lingerie party like a weirdo well you know and the way Dean Stockwell said it, it you were like oh well yeah boobs are fun but if if anybody else, even in the 80s, would have said that, I think it would have still come out like, <laughs> I like naked ladies. Well, who doesn't, except for, well, I but guess you know today what I mean. a whole, if it weren't whole list De- of people that don't. If it weren't Dean Stockwell and the, the cool that just oozed off of right, the man, then right. it would have been gross. But today, they, today, if, if that was, you know... Showing they they would have crucified the the, the entire network um, showing something like that. And it was just a uh, you know something. I liked it. And, I thought it was funny. And it, it wasn't intended, you know, for it to be more than that. But um, it does beg the question of why did Cheryl get naked in the living room? Because when Sam walks in, it's the the curtains aren't even pulled. She was just waggling her bare butt in front of the uh, that big picture window. So, you know, Cam might not have seen her his sister naked, but the rest of the neighborhood did. Well, you know, even in the sixties, we counted our blessings. <laughs> uh, so, do you think that Sam? Um. um he eats like crap in this episode because it was the 50s and everyone did. Absolutely. So do you think since Cam is just like a, a screen that that he's wearing, it's actually Sam's body? Do you think the, the Sam in the waiting room, like, does, does that guy get fat? <laughs> or does leaping just burn like a lot of calories? I would say that uh, Sam burns off a lot of what he eats and... You know, he, uh, I don't know. That, that's something to kind of think about. But I don't know. This episode, it, it's pretty cool. It shows some American, you know, cars right out of Detroit that was just, you know, ooze power. And it, it was just a different time. And, you know, it, it was still an uh, age of really coming out of innocence and to a little little more of a you know dirtier time I, I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say okay when he comes in the hat this is a, uh, I've got the page of stuff that I always write down that I think of during the episode um, why is the dad sitting in such a weird freaking chair well they didn't have lazy boy 
Yeah, but I've seen furniture. We have a couple. We've had a couple of pe- pieces of furniture from the fifties. They weren't that weird, awkward kitchen chair that yeah. he's sitting in. Well, you know, I, I, I really hate what the what Hollywood portrays the typical American dad to be. He just lazy, just sitting in his, you know, underwear watching TV. Um, I think that I think that you know. Sometimes I think they should add a little more depth to the character. Like at the end of it, when Sam, when Sam is saying goodbye to Cheryl as she goes off to the Peace Corps, there's no parents. <laughs> That's would, a good point. You would think that if you're sending your child, your your baby girl, to a third off, world country, off to Tonga, that. Mom and Dad, you know, uh, would be there crying, right? Or, you know, or saying, "Hey, you know, it's been fun." Dad's D- just at home, but back. like, "Sorry, honey, the game's on, and they haven't invented TiVo yet." Um, what was, what do you think Cam was doing to the cleaning ladies? Because one of them was apparently the most Catholic woman of all time, and started saying the rosary and spitting when she saw a nudie magazine, but. Three other cleaning ladies quit, and the mom kind of insinuates that it's his fault. Yeah. So I want to know what this pervert was doing or scaring the cleaning ladies with. Well, he's just a pervy kid. But, I don't know, it did sound sound a little sexual harassment going on. Right, she's like, that's four cleaning ladies. If this one quits, I'm going to do whatever she says. But, like... Maybe we should hit Cam a little bit more. It didn't really seem to me like... I, I don't know how real it would be for a such a... I don't know if they were mi- middle class, but... They shouldn't have afforded I, a cleaning I lady? I don't know if you know a typical American household would have had a cleaning lady that... You know, in that time, that does make sense. I didn't think of that um, because they're not. You know, the when it comes down to the wedding, Bob's paid. Bob's dad is paying for the wedding, right? And typically, it would have been the father of the bride. She, yeah, Cheryl's dad. Paying I hadn't for thought it. of that. That I, that actually does make sense. Um, I love when Sam, because there's not very many times that he gets angry enough to use, because, you know, he's supposed to be, like, 17. Right. But he has the strength of a full-grown man. Right. And when he almost chokes Bob, that was, like, when he starts to grip him by the neck and choke him actually to death, and he got angry enough to use his full strength, I like those moments. It would have ruined Cam's life, but as a viewer, I would have loved to see him murder uh, Bob. <laughs> well, in that scene, I think uh, if you were going off of a realistic part of it, I think they, I think he he would have probably belted Bob in the face. Right. <laughs> I don't. I I just don't know if a seventeen-year-old would have had the self-control. Uh, to know where to stop, you yeah. know, and and if you found out that, you know, this guy is beating on the sister, you're gonna beat the hell out of him. You probably, oh, yeah. you probably not gonna wait. Oh yeah, I would, uh, I would have just gotten in the car and like nicked the exhaust or something, so that the next time he puts the top <laughs> up, he goes to. Bleep. 
Um, the other thing about that scene is that Jill just watches. She's working on the car uh, in the driveway and just watches all of this happen, and she's not like, <gasps> you hit Cheryl? She's just like, oh, all right, this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. For a minute, I thought maybe she left, but when you when you see Cheryl walk away, you can still kind of see the twelve year old child. Right. Um, I know she's supposed to be sixteen, but well, I was gonna say she's supposed to be sixteen because yeah, she's, she's supposed a, to be a year younger than yeah. Cam. I mean, yeah, she doesn't look twelve, but apparently she was technically like legally a twelve year old at the time. Huh. Um. My sister just asked in there, she's like, how are you illegally 12? Well, when I took Mackenzie to her Little League games, there were a couple of people there that looked 30, and I think they were illegally 12. It's supposed to be like an under 13 league, and that one kid had a mustache and three children that he brought with the game. He brought to the game. You know, season one, it, it, we still get into the innocence of the times, and, you know... The, uh, the depth of the characters and I really like that um, you know I, I didn't care for the making fun of the cleaning lady doing the sign of the cross I, I didn't care for that um, Hollywood tends to kind of you know crap on Catholics but you know it, it is what it is um, to be fair though I've heard the same jokes about Protestants from Catholics Oh, gonna pause. I have another point to make. I gotta figure out how to fix that. Just point it back at the filter. I, I gotta figure out what the hell's wrong with that thing. Johnny and I did one the other night, and it fell down like six times. Um, were Cam and Jill being paid to fix all of these cars, or are they just going around the, the neighborhood stealing cars and, and fixing them and then putting them back like some sort of well, mechanical Robin Hood? You know, when they go to the uh, car hop, I'm assuming diner or the drive-in. Yeah. You know, they said that was your... They bring him the burgers and fries and his dessert and a great big malt. Uh, I'd say that he had to work off, you know, quite a bit to be able to afford to eat like that. Right. So I'm sure he was probably fixing those cars for, you know, to earn money for gas and, mm. you know, life. That's true. Um, I kind of like my idea that they're just randomly stealing the neighbor's cars and then returning them repaired. That's funnier to me. <laughs> and I would say that Jill was, you know, she, she's kind of Cam's sidekick. She's a badass, man. I can't, like, I can change. Say, I can change my own oil, and that's just about it. I, I there's, uh, I wouldn't have the know-how to be able to change a I don't know what shaft. A, I don't know what a camshaft <laughs> is. Is it still in a car? Is that specifically an old car thing? Why don't cars have the big discs anymore? I I know where it's at, but I just don't know. You know, I wouldn't know. The I wouldn't have a clue to I, be able to take it off and change it. I'm more like Phil from Modern Family, where he just rubs the engine a bunch to get his hands dirty, yeah. so that when the mechanic shows up, he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, fan belt, fan belt. <laughs> Blinker fluid. <laughs> um, 
Last thing I have written. Oh, two more. Well, when they're at the wedding reception and that uh, that douchebag flings the pudding on Sam, that was the most impressive spoon throw I've ever seen in my life. That's Uh, like 50 feet. Yeah. And if you look at the angle of where it it came from, there's no way, you know, so. It's funny because there's just a guy, and it's, I find it very impressive because the bacula didn't blink or, yeah. or like shrink back or anything. Because you know, there's just some AD behind the camera ready for the signal to flick yeah. stuff in his face. Yeah. If you would have thrown it for real from where Jason Priestley was sitting, I just don't, I don't see that, you know, being a very capable shot. But, you know, I'm talking about baby Michael uh, Jackson in the bathroom when he's doing the moonwalk and all of a sudden he has size 10 feet right and you know so Did that, you know, that was kind of weird that's one uh, that's one of the, the, the like anachronisms that they just put in there to be funny because michael jackson was three years old in 1961 well, that was a child. I mean, yeah, uh, but I mean, he, he was he no more than three. He wasn't. That kid three was or not four. There was no way that that little boy he was, was three a years teeny, old. Teeny tiny baby child. He was what not your three mama years old. Would say. My mother is Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jason Priestley and that other dude that followed him around were they the first gay couple in Quantum Leap? <laughs> Because yeah. they were for sure, they were for sure banging. I've never seen friends be that close. You know, Scott Bakula, he 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 had a, a lot of good good stuff to say about Jason Priestley and the fact that you know he was such a versatile actor. But I, I think he was ahead of his time uh, the way he portrayed the, the, his character in in that particular. Did you know that the little boy, when Sam tells Al, I think we should go to the restroom, and the, the little boy uh, who says, I don't have to go, that is the creator's son? Yeah, and he also played on uh, on Jack. He was uh, Bud Roberts' brother. Huh. Well, okay, uh, real quick, we'll read the IMDb goofs section. Um... When Cheryl and Sam are in her bedroom and she's polishing her toenails, they're in the long shot. She has no polish on her fingernails. Yet when she tips the bottle over in close-ups, she has red nail polish on. Well, I didn't catch that. How did that happen? Was she, like, painting her nails in between takes? Uh, Maybe somebody... uh, Maybe somebody leaped into her. Hollywood in the 80s uh, somebody's probably like hey hey your nails are looking a little too human why don't you class that shit up a bit um oh, this is something that I love these ones because this has happened a couple of times on Stranger Things Winona Ryder has uh told the Duffer brothers like that a song came out like four years after they have the scene set. He arrives on June 6th, 1961 but the music at Pinky's Burgerland is Dion's The Wanderer released in November of 61. Okay. They didn't have Google. 
Yes, but you're telling me I've seen the Cosby Show. I know music nerds. You telling me they couldn't find one guy who's just like this song came out in November 1967 well, or 1961 or whatever I said. Maybe they had a, a house fire and their encyclopedia um, burned up. <laughs> um, I may just have to tighten that screw forever. I don't know why that thing keeps falling down. There's a lot of production value on this show, in case anyone didn't notice. Um, gotta say, this is this is one of my favorite episodes of all time. And for whatever reason, this is our most watched episode. Whether it is watching it on cable, watching it on yeah, Roku, watching true. it on DVDs, right? Never done it on purpose. But if I just go to the shelf, I pick a random thing from Quantum Leap, put a disc in, this will be the episode that's on. Well... I tell you what, when I was a kid and I, I seen this uh, for the uh, for the first time, I remember wanting to be in that time, uh, you know, with the the cars and. Uh, you mean cars that were made of metal and yeah. not foam? When it, Bob ruins that car at the end, you could probably have just buffed that shit out. Yeah. Meanwhile, I kicked my Jeep the other day, and a bunch of stuff fell out of the bottom. <laughs> But no, it, it, it's a pretty cool one, and you know has a great ending. And Cheryl gets to go off to the Peace Corps and and you know live her life and uh, marry somebody that's really nice. And what were they in middle of? Was it Africa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, she's Al said that like present day, which is now 30, 40 years ago. Uh, 30. You know what? I don't want to do that math. It's going to depress me. Um, yeah, he says that they're in Chad building a food co-op, which I don't know what that is. I know there's one in Oshkosh, but I've, I well, don't. Well, a co-op would be like where. Do they give it away? Do they farmer, sell it? Farmers come in and sell it all in one place and. You know, you have members that can come and pay a monthly fee and they get a box of, let's say, veggies or, you know, meat or, you know, whatever it is. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, it it, it, it was designed for people, lower income families. Um, it sounds like a great way for me to not yeah. eat shit all the time. I, I would love to... You know, be a part, uh, be a, a part of a co-op. I might have to know. go to the one in Oshkosh. I know those; uh, they're very popular in Alaska. Yeah, that sounds dope. Um, all right, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, next episode will be the season one finale. Play it again, Seymour. Yeah, that's not my that's not my favorite. But I don't think I remember this one. I don't watch this episode. We much. will dive into it. This is Chuck. This is Toby. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye.